to the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's March 29th, 2021, and this is episode 67. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. New in theaters this week is a film called Nobody. Nobody actually opened up last Friday, March 26th. It's an action thriller from Universal Pictures. It's directed by Ilya Neisholer and stars Bob Odenkirk as a kind of an everyday dude uh, named Hutch. He is uh, an underestimated and overlooked dad and husband taking life's indignities on the chin and never pushing back. Um, so, you know, basically a nobody, hence the title. Uh, when two thieves break into a suburban home one night, Hutch declines to defend himself or his family, hoping to prevent serious violence. Instead, though, he uh, gets some major disappointment thrown his way by his teenage son and his wife, Um the aftermath of the incident strikes a match to Hutch's long simmering rage, triggering dormant instincts and propelling him on a brutal path that will surface dark secrets and lethal skills in a barrage of fists, gunfire and squealing tires. Hutch must save his family from a dangerous adversary and ensure that he will never be underestimated as a nobody again. Uh, nobody's written by Derek Kolstad who, uh, was the narrative architect of the John Wick films, uh, those those ultra violent films starring Keanu Reeves. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, but um, if you have, I think you know what probably you're in store for with nobody. Uh, again, nobody's playing in theaters where theaters are open. It's rated R by the Motion Picture Association for strong violence and bloody images, language throughout, and brief drug use. Next up is Godzilla vs. Kong, which is a, uh, a Major League uh, CGI-heavy action uh, movie and a monster pick that's from uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, it's directed by Adam Wingard. This movie opened up in international markets uh, over the last few days. It's opening in U.S. theaters and on HBO Max uh, the same day on Wednesday, March 31st. This uh, Godzilla versus Kong film is is the next film in a in a um, in a group of films that have been coming out over the last few years, referred to as uh, by Warner Brothers the cinematic monsterverse. Uh, I'm just the reporter. <laughs> Mo- uh, the most recent films in the cinematic monsterverse have been Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which. Came out kind of unforgettably in 2019. I didn't think it was a very good film. Uh, and same with Kong Skull Island, which came out in 2017, which also I, I didn't like very much either. Um, legends collide in Godzilla versus Kong as these mythic adversaries meet in a spectacular battle for the ages, with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Kong and his protectors undertake a perilous journey to find his true home, and with them is Gia, a young orphan girl with whom he has formed a unique and powerful bond. 
but they unexpectedly find themselves in the path of an enraged Godzilla cutting a a swath of destruction across the globe. The epic clash between the two titans instigated by unseen forces is only the beginning of a mystery that lies deep within the core of the earth. You know, let's hope this one is actually, they get it right. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I think monster movies are, can be so much fun. And, uh, I just have thought these other ones, they just have taken themselves either too seriously or there's so much CGI that it's almost, you know, like CGI throw up, as I call it, where there's just your brain almost just can't take it in. There's just so much, so much CGI being thrown at you, as well as it not being done in that great of a, uh, uh, of a way. But um, this film stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall. Kyle Chandler and some of these actors have have appeared in in previous movies of the uh, you know within the cinematic monster verse. So uh, again, fingers crossed that this one's gonna be this one's gonna be fun. It's uh, as mentioned, it's it's opening in theaters on Wednesday in the U.S. as well as on HBO Max. Uh, it's also playing in IMAX. Uh, I I got a ticket to see it in IMAX this Wednesday, so chances are excellent I'll be filing a report um, in the next podcast. So uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for intense sequences of creature violence, destruction, and brief language. For this month's three by uh, selection, where, where I pick three films from one specific director, um, I picked the director Chloe Zhao. Now, Chloe Zhao was born in 1982 in Beijing, China, and um, her parents divorced when she was uh, younger. And uh, you know, I don't necessarily have have the dates or the specifics, but. She went to boarding school in London at one point, um, then moved to the U.S., did high school in in California, went to uh, Mount Holyoke uh, College and got an undergraduate degree, and then and then moved to New York City and attended NYU um, and studied film production. So she's she's a uh, got I think a very interesting background and and I think it's just been interesting the films that she's chosen to make. She's made some short films, but she's made three feature films, which is, you know, awesome. So you can talk about it here in the three by section. And I I was I was impressed with all three. Um let's start with the first the first one. I'll go in chronological order, but her first film came out in 2015. And it's called Songs My Brothers Taught Me. And uh, I was so impressed with, and I, and, and, and all three of, of these films, she's got a, a, a real uh, poetry that she brings to, this, to the screen. Uh, she, uh, I should say, I really should say a visual poetry. 
her 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 screenwriting is 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 very good i think and then and uh, the performances that she she gets out of these actors which i'll talk about in a sec are very good but there's something about the the visual nature of this film is that you really it brings us a certain level of empathy to these characters and uh, i'm amazed how she does that cuz i was really trying to analyze it and just think how 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 is this done uh, visually and again so often without words? But um, again, the way she uses the camera, the way she uses the lighting, and then these these amazing performances she brings out of these actors. So, so I really don't even know if I could call them actors because most of, or I should say, many of the people that she uses in all three of these films we're going to talk about, they're not professional actors. They're just you know they're people that she's that she's brought in and 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 she she coaches them and 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 is able to coax out a really really terrific performances. So in songs, my brothers taught me. It's really focused on 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 a brother and a sister. Uh, the brother is you know probably seventeen years old. He's a senior in high school. And then the sister is maybe twelve or thirteen, but so these are these two siblings. And then, given the title songs, my brothers taught me. There's another brother involved. Uh, he, their oldest brother, is uh, currently serving time in jail. Uh, their father, who's a, who was a ne'er do well, and who who also was very busy fathering lots of children across this this uh, Native American reservation where they're living. Um, he ends up dying. Uh, I will, you know, I won't go into, into a lot of specifics about about the plot. Their mother, though, still lives. They they live with their mother, uh, who's an alcoholic and also has um, has lots of men involved in her life. So she's she's really kind of an absentee. She's an absentee mother. Um, so these two siblings, this brother, this senior in high school brother, and this younger sister, um, really rely on each other. And uh, and they get along very well, uh, but given that this that this young man is is a senior in high school, he's got to make some decisions about his life, and life on the reservation for him has been pretty dead end. He's got a girlfriend who's got some family in Los Angeles, and she's gonna probably move there, and he's contemplating about moving there with her, uh, much to the chagrin of his little sister. So. Uh, we've got this really interesting dynamic going on, and the 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 pace is you know the pace is is, is deliberate in this film, and again it feels quite like an independent film, but with with a lot of 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 beauty and empathy and and such an interesting way of telling telling the story of this of this uh, family, this Native American family. Uh, next up is, is a film that just came out two years after songs. My brothers taught me this was in 2017. It's called the writer. Now I remember the writer. I, I had attended, I had attended, attended the Sundance Film Festival that year and sadly didn't see the writer. Although I remember it getting a lot, it had really good buzz. And now I really wish I had, <laughs> had seen it. Although I was happy to be able to, to, uh, watch it, watch it recently, um, it's the same thing in this film that, that Chloe Zhao uses people that aren't really, you know, professional actors, 
but she, but but wow, she's able to get uh, amazing performances from them, and including the animals. I mean, you you, you feel like you know what the horses <laughs> are thinking and feeling too. The way she the way she films them, um, I think she's very gifted. So the, the writer is about a, a rodeo. Uh, kind of a young a young man who's who's a who's a um, rodeo star locally. Uh, also, this is set this is set uh, on on uh, on the reservation. But he uh, he he suffers a near fatal head injury, and and actually that this really happened to him, and and and. And Chloe Zhao had met this 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 young man. His name is uh, Brady uh, Yandro. Sorry if I'm not saying that right. Um, who's again the main character and the writer? And and she was so taken by his story that she 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 wrote a movie about it. So so this 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 kid's identity is of course all all about rodeo, but. But uh, he is no longer able to do it safely, because uh, if if he had he it, it can cause serious some serious you know seizures with him as well as he's 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 got limited use of one of his hands from from the injury too, so he's trying to get by. He's got uh, his, his mother's gone. His father is a drunk. Uh, he's a former ra- rodeo star, but um, he just spends whatever money he can get on on uh, gambling and alcohol. And then he also has a, a, a sister, a younger sister, who's autistic. So again, got an interesting family dynamic going on. Um, and and as as uh, as this as this rodeo. Cowboy is trying to figure out what um, what to do with his life. Again, so uh, I was so wowed by Chloe Zhao's uh, camera work and and the way um, she was she was telling the story and providing such such realism yet such such sympathetic empathy toward. Toward what was going on with these with these characters, and um, such interesting stories, you know, about you know people in the American West that you can really envision that these these you know these are these are real lives going on. Um, where I first learned about Chloe Zhao though was earlier this year, or where I had really you know put all the pieces together because I had heard about at least the I had heard about the writer. Uh, was watching Nomadland, so so Chloe Zhao wrote and directed Nomadland, and uh, you know this Nomadland is really one of my favorite movies that that uh, that's that's come out. It's, it's it's up for a lot of Academy Awards and other things, and and, and I and I um and cheering it on. It's 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 such a good film. It, whatever awards it wins, it deserves. Um, but similar sort of thing where she Chloe Zhao in Nomadland uses a lot of people in her film that aren't actors. You know, they're actually people that are the that, that are in this American nomad culture 
where they live out of their vans and their RVs and they, uh, you know, share information. They have little marketplaces where they kind of buy and sell stuff that they no longer need. And they learn about, you know, how to successfully live this type of life, where to park your RV at night and where, and all this different stuff. And, uh, where you can go earn some money and, and, and different things. The, the Nomad Land stars, it actually has some movie stars in it. Uh, uh, it's let off with by Frances McDormand, who plays uh, a woman who's got some, some, some difficult things that she's been dealing, that she's dealing with. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it's a very nuanced, sympathetic portrayal. And of course, part of that is because Frances McDormand is such a good actor, but, Chloe's house is a good director and, and, uh, uh, again, filmed much in South Dakota, but there's also some other things in Arizona. I think they go up like to, uh, kind of Oregon ish up, uh, there on the, uh, Pacific coast. Um, and I was again, really taken with Nomadland as I talked in the previous podcast. It's, it's such a, such a good film. So, uh, I guess I should just wrap it up and say I'm super impressed with the work of Chloe Zhao and would highly recommend all three of these films. I watched uh, songs. My brothers taught me and the writer. I rented those on Apple iTunes. Um, I would think that it would probably be available on other streaming um, platforms as well. And then uh, nomad land. I think in some markets it's still playing in the theaters. It's also available for streaming on Hulu and, and, uh, uh, definitely, I think definitely worth, worth your time. All right. For my newly created uh, movie of the week selection uh, last week, since I, since I didn't do a podcast, I'll just let you know that I picked King Kong from 1933 and as a double feature Godzilla from 1954. These are the original monster movies. I've got details out on uh, Instagram uh, in particular, uh, but I'm also putting some stuff out on Twitter uh, uh so um, links to these are on the podcast, also my blog, but um, it's at Movies PAP, uh, as in past and present, on both Instagram and on Twitter, if you just wanted to search under that, too. Um, for this week's Movie of the Week, uh, given that it is uh, Holy Week for Christians, as well as um, Passover for uh, the Jewish faith, uh I've picked the Ten Commandments, which is the 1956 epic film uh, from Paramount Pictures, directed by uh, the great director Cecil B. DeMille. And uh, I haven't watched the Ten Commandments for quite a while. It was a real staple uh, as a youth. It it and to this day, it's still played pretty much every Easter weekend on the ABC Television Network. It's uh, it's playing this Saturday, April third, 
uh, for any of you who, who might be interested in catching it on TV. I know that's where we used to watch it as a family. Uh, and, you know, pack a lunch because it's like four hours long, right? It's, it's a super long movie. Not to mention, you know, with, with all the commercials and whatnot thrown in if you're watching it on broadcast television. Uh, also, though, it's 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 uh, part of the Turner Classic Movies Big Screen Classic Series this this year, and so uh, yesterday on on Sunday the twenty eighth, it showed in uh, movie theaters, and it's also going to be showed again this Wednesday, March thirty first, and some select theaters are going to be showing it again on. Uh, Easter Sunday on April 4th. So check your local listings or go to fathomevents.com slash TCM. I'll have a link to, to this site in the podcast notes on my blog. Uh, so you can just check it out with, with, through Fathom Events. You can put your zip code in and it will give you a list of theaters that are, that are you know, in your market. And and uh, if that's how you're going to be able to, to watch it, I think that that will be great. You know, this film is... Uh, such, such a classic in so in so many ways. Um, great cast, of course. Charlton Heston as Moses. Yul Brynner plays the, the the Pharaoh, but it's got Ann Baxter and Edward G. Robinson and and uh, uh, you know the just t- terrific cast, amazing special effects. And and uh, an amazing art direction, and and all you know, all the all all the technical aspects of it are just are just top notch. I am I'm excited to rewatch it this week, so I'm going to rewatch it on. Uh, there's a brand new uh, disc of it coming out on. It's it's a it's a 4K disc, but it also includes a Blu-ray disc as well as a a, a digital code you know so you can unlock it and watch it on uh watch it on one of your, your on either your your computer or on a on a mobile device and uh it arrives so it actually the release date is tomorrow it's 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 March Tuesday March 30th and that's when my my packages arrive uh, my uh disc is going to arrive from from uh Amazon so, so uh, I, I'll be watching it this week on disc. Sadly, I really wanted to watch it in in the theater, but just given the limited times that it's playing and and my schedule, I'm not able to swing it, which is a bummer because that's just that's the film that I, I've never seen on the big screen, and I'd sure like to at some point. Um, but anyway, I hope you'll join me in 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 however you choose or you're able <laughs> to watch Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. Uh, this week, and and uh, I hope it's going to be uh, uh, a nice addition to to your your uh, Easter and Passover celebration. And if you watch it, please feel free to reach out to me on social media, on either Instagram or on Twitter, and uh, would love to hear your experience with the film. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. 
Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MoviesPAP, as in past and present. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.